Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza uh yeah so without further ado here is the weekly zeitgeist miles we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat yes, by one of our favorite are. guests here dare i say a wild card mm-hmm. uh, a very <laughs> funny writer graphic designer illustrator uh one of the funniest stand-up comedians doing it his album 16 bits is available wherever fine comedy albums can be streamed he's coming to you live from a Roku background that is <laughs> from a trapped TCL Roku TV. <laughs> Please welcome the brilliant, the talented Stephen Wilbur! Wilbur. Welcome to the Berry Patch, a production of iHeartRadio. We're the only all berry podcast okay. within the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert: We're talking about that finale. Turn up the faders and turn up the haters. We are. <laughs> That cracking into it. I thought you were talking about berry. I thought you were in honor of National Strawberry Shortcake Day. Do you think that they lined that up because Strawberry Shortcake Day? 
and yeah, you're gonna need you're gonna need one after watching that finale, Ooh. and then and then you're gonna be so full of sweat and shame from eating copious amounts of strawberry shortcake. You're gonna need a bath. <laughs> I heard I I'm I'm one episode behind. I caught the penultimate episode on Saturday. Well, turn and... off right now. Get out of here. Get out. Yeah, of here. why would turn off? This is Miles. You have to leave the podcast lest the show be spoiled for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Rae tweeted something like, Steven, actually. is there a class action lawsuit for people who like saw the finale and like are distressed now? And I was like, they, what? They're a lot sending people... out the mailers right now. The little postcards <laughs> right. that you Injured by the Barry finale? You may be entitled to compensation. The, the last finale left me, the finales of this series leave me feeling very, being like, that was very impressive and I, I just want to, like, rent a motel room and, like, smoke cigarettes and be depressed for the next week. Like, I just, it's, wow. it's very, it's dark. Damn. Man. All right. So I guess I'm going to have to buckle up for that one. So uh, that's why I haven't even started the season yet. Oh, <laughs> the season's good. I really enjoyed it so far. I really enjoyed it. That's what everybody's saying. It's, like, funny. It's fun. And I, I was like, well, let's see. Let's There's see how this, it like, leaves you. Yeah, there. Yeah, this last one's a real knee slapper. <laughs> it's a real. It's like, oh, am I watching reruns of F Troop or something? This is great. <laughs> the funniest show I could think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> off, the, off the dome. <laughs> you are. Can you describe your your background a little bit? What you've done there? Because it does it does yeah. evoke. Oh, the... it's a gentrified Roku City. <laughs> <page>. <laughs> They've got an AMC, uh, Dave and Buster's, H and M. It's 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 sad. Yeah, it's a real... combination Target H and M. You loved you love to see those. Yeah, well, I do. But I also like you still also kept it real stand up. Like, and there's also an improv. You know, they're they're big into stand up in this town. He's got to have a place. Yeah, to work, but you know? it's yeah. I mean, it's really it's really diluted. And yeah, not, yeah. There's Not a lot of weird stuff, stuff being you want to be associated with, really. It's, <laughs> it's just a, it's just a revenue machine. It's not, <laughs> not the art. It's not comedy, man. Ashley, what is something from your search history that yeah. reveals a little bit about something about who you are? Uh, my the the most recent thing was Joan Rivers' divorce late night bad. Um, because okay. the late the latest season. The, the latest... bad at the end is very yeah. telling. <laughs> I, I, I love Joan Rivers as like a female comic. I don't know too much about her life, but the latest season of Hacks ended and everyone was like, oh, it's so much about Joan Rivers' life, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to see like, oh, is it as bad and messy as on the show? And it turns out it's way worse. It's like mm. way, way worse than on the show. Like the show is so nice and tame compared to wow. what Joan Rivers had to go through, which is that she did not go through a divorce. Her husband just straight up killed himself. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then left three videos that were like, Joan, here's why I did this. No! Yeah. Whoa. Like, it was straight up like, Joan, my daughter, here are the video. Like, yeah, really That's intense. Grim. Wow. Sh- and they were like, let's make a show about that. I mean, yeah. And she, well. All right. So the thing they pulled from a lot of different characters to make Deborah Vance, but everyone thinks it's mostly Joan. And so this was like breaking down like why it isn't Joan because everyone's like, well, sh- you know, oh, hers wow. is not as dark. <laughs> like she's more of a Lucille Ball type. Like <laughs> right, right, right. 
I love wow. when you have to make like a make a a an exception for the fictional character. Like, hey, yeah, yes. don't worry, it's not that bad for this fictional character. Yeah, because the real one's way worse. Yeah. Now, before you judge fictional care, Deborah Vance. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. Oh man, my favorite thing about Deborah Vance though, she got that soda machine in her kitchen. Oh yeah, that's, that's I, she's an icon. That's like of all the shit in that show that there is to like. Aside from the performances and the writing, and yeah, all that beautiful, shit, fun, I'm yeah. like, man, that fucking she got a soda fountain in her fucking kitchen, in her kitchen, in her tour bus. Nice. She has a Christmas room. That's when yeah. I was like, I want to be her. I would have a Christmas room. You would, yeah. yeah. I love, I love Christmas decorations. I, I hate love having my Christmas art. decorations in boxes, having to pull them out. Just let me go into a room, pull it all out, get my stuff. Oh yeah, I have Christmas I like lights that. up in my window that I I rationalize that they're like for mood. Yeah, but really, these are like icicle answers. lights on my window. Yeah, I, I just I, like to have. But I'm like, when no, I, I was a college right. student, I also believed Christmas lights were wonderful decor. <laughs> <laughs> I, of who doesn't? I mean, it's like the cheapest thing. You're yeah. like, wait, hold on, how many feet for five bucks? Oh yeah. shit! Tell me, I can do the <laughs> like, floor. Oh, I, I, I can do my desk like, and the floor. You know how many oh. gray goose bottles I can light up when I dangle <laughs> the fucking lights inside? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh man. Make it uh, real nice for the dates. Yeah. <laughs> for real. So they know, oh, you had money? I guess. Because <laughs> you, you bought these expensive you, bottles, but they're you had at least eight ninety nine to spend at Target. Nate. Yeah. And like clearly, I mean, if I add up, okay, so that bottle's like thirty two, sixty four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that adds up. Okay, that's cool. You at so one point reckless. had one hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you have one towel. Hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. And a half pillow. Yeah. <laughs> a half pillow half pillow no no pillowcase no what's a half pillow oh, uh one you get from an airplane yeah exactly it's the they one like, that's like shaped like your alma mater's mascot and it just says your right. high school graduation a Pikachu? yeah like when yep. you got off mm-hmm. etsy you're like yep. this is your pillow mm-hmm. yep. mm-hmm. what is something you think is overrated overrated uh always again forgetting to think of anything before doing this podcast what's overrated red pandas go with red pandas. no absolutely <laughs> not not overrated god i'm just like so too excited about everything right now i'm just like everything's anything is good it's perfect i have such a high tolerance for bullshit right now because i'm like oh we can go back outside I was, you know so things i'd normally be like the city walk garage i'm like no it's paradise <laughs> <laughs> i want to pay 30 dollars to park in a parking lot thank you rick i just i don't want to repeat myself i feel like i always say the same things i feel like i want to say breakfast tacos but maybe i've said that before so i don't want to just uh not give it give it to you be, be they, they need it all right i'm gonna say overrated Saturday, underrated Thursday. What? Okay. This is a young person's take. Oh, yeah. It's a young person's take. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Age difference of a couple of years. Wait, so what's the. Wait, okay. Now explain to me. I mean, I I understood Thursday being tight if I was in college, but go on. Well, not just college. First of all, we're all in college again now that we can go out again (laughs) after. COVID, time is meaningless. We're all podcasters here. We don't have a traditional work schedule. I just think Saturday, there's too much pressure to have fun, to like make that the um, focal point of your week and be like, that's the night I'm going to have fun. Right. And Thursday is like, if you have fun, it's like a, a bonus. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like when you're, you're saying like, do you realize how much fun you're having Thursday in the moment or like when you get home and you're like, damn, I did that on a Thursday. Yes. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's like a fun, you know, if you go out on Thursday and you have fun, you're like, uh, oh, that I didn't expect to have such a good Thursday. Mm-hmm. But if you have a, if nothing's going on on Saturday, you're like, man, this is so depressing. It's Saturday. If nothing's going on on Thursday, it's like, well, it's Thursday. Right. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I get that. I was like, I felt the same. I went to see Jurassic Park last Thursday and I was like going out to a movie on Thursday. I was like, this is the fun living, baby. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're in the and moment. I, but I didn't realize till I got home or like afterwards. I was like, that was sick. That was dope. What I just did right there going out to a movie on a Thursday. Right. Just like who I can like, stop you? No. It's just I don't know. It's cool. Everything sucks. But honestly, it's cool. We don't live in the 50s and have to like put on a suit and tie and go to a job every day right like <laughs> i was gonna take your overrated underrated and extend it i think weekends are overrated we didn't used to have them in the 1800s Thank okay you. let's just work all the time you know <laughs> okay okay <laughs> anti-union jack over here <laughs> that's that's what that's he's like nickname. you guys yeah he's like he, he bought a vintage pinkerton uniform uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be wearing later to the grove oh man no i mean i do think there's a lot of bad things about the uh work all the time no boundaries every day is a work day because of email you know thing but i also think the flip side is that every day is also a weekend every day is a day off if you want it to be yeah Damn. If you uh mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite of the grind set. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You, you bend the spoon with your mind by making yeah. every day the weekend. It's the fine set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Maybe it is a collegiate mindset, but you know what? That's how I'm feeling right now. Is yeah, like, that's great. We're all in college again. I, we're like I super seniors. I want to get to where you are. So I feel I like we're super, I feel like we're super seniors. You know, yeah. of LA. Right, right. You know, <laughs> the super seniors of LA. I'm going to go places and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's what we'll name our secret club. The super seniors, super of, seniors LA. of LA. Uh, <laughs> Which just like, sounds like a bunch of people who meet to walk at the mall. Yeah, like, exactly. At the it sounds like a retirement community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? Again, the line between the retiree lifestyle and the collegiate uh, go out every night lifestyle, pretty thin. Yeah, yeah fine, finally. What is something that you think is underrated, Mohanad? Something is underrated. That's a that's a hard one, man. I just I just feel like I'm in the uh, because of social media. I look at everything as overrated. <laughs> that yeah, that I have. I think my my brain is poisoned mm-hmm. right now. That I do not enjoy the small things in life. Yeah, but I say something underrated. Like it's not really special. It's very basic. But lately, I literally have been doing absolutely nothing and just laying on my couch and playing FIFA. And yeah. that that feeling of happiness that gives me, absolutely amazing. Everyone yeah. is like, oh, just go to the park in New York. It's the summertime. It's fun. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Absolutely. Everyone is doing it. it I, I get sweaty. In Played my apartment, out. I don't get sweaty. Yeah. I just uh, I just play this one game and get really good at and no one gives a fuck that I'm I'm good at it, except and your couch me. Is comfortable. And I love that. I'm sure your my couch, couch is, is comfortable. amazing. Yeah, you know, you got some sun yeah, in so, that room. I'm I'm seeing some sun in that room, so you get some light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's great. Yeah, yeah, everyone should you know 
everyone trying to make plans and go outside during the summer, like just mm-hmm. stay home. Turn the AC on. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. No, you're not going to peer pressure me into enjoying the company of others. I agree <laughs> with you, man. I agree with you because, listen, I, for the longest time, for most of my adult life, I'm 35 now, most of my adult life, I would have guilt, like staying in mm-hmm. the bed past like 9 a.m. You know, like even yeah. if I wanted to, I would be laying in bed and be like, I got to get up. I got to get up. And, you know, I, and then, you know, in our profession, sometimes we do. I have to be on set sometimes at like 6 a.m. or, you know, so like if I have a job, yeah. then I have to get up. But if I don't have a job, I would still have that guilt. Lately, over the past like two months, two, three months, I have been letting that guilt go and saying, if I'm still fucking sleepy and I don't have to be nowhere and it's 839, I will stay my ass in bed until I feel like I am not exhausted or tired anymore. And it's such an underrated thing to let go of. Just relaxing. We've had the worst couple years. I think that's because of the pandemic, man. Like Because of the time of the lockdown. Like, you're just like, Man, a lot of the stuff that I thought matters that much, it does not really. Yeah. So, well, that's the, you know, I guess the silver lining. But, yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Nah, man. Taking care of yourself and video video games are underrated. And I know, you know, that just sets some people off. <laughs> I know some people are like, what you mean underrated? Video games are one of the most highly rated things of all time. Yeah, to you. But there are some people yeah. <laughs> there are some people who think video games are a waste of time. And to those people, I say to them, it's an underrated thing to sit down. Because you be thinking. Exactly. You you have to strategize. You feel happy when you win. You get some anger, exactly, but you, yeah. you're not directing it at anybody. You know what I'm saying? It teaches you not yeah. to throw your controllers across the room so you learn anger management. It's a lot of shit. That video games exactly. can do for you. Yeah, it gives I you a thick it. skin, it was especially when a 10-year-old uh, yells at you when you play online. <laughs> you know, you're like, well, my, I have a thick skin now because uh, these kids yeah. are assholes. That's Jack. <laughs> That's Jack. Jack be yelling at people online that is. on those videos. I usually games, claim yeah. that I stopped <laughs> playing video games uh, when I was, you know, I, I gave up at stage of N64, but... Uh, I'm really, I just really went underground and now pretend to be a 10 year old who's really mean to people. But you're, you're exactly right. Like the, I am definitely one of those people who has that voice in my head that like video games are a waste of time. Like don't, you know, that's why I quit playing video games Mm -hmm. and it's, I don't know. Now, now my kids are like, if they grow up, if we continue to be a household without video games like that, that's weird. Right. That's like the being the family without a TV in your household now. Yeah. Like yeah. that's. Yeah. Yeah. Get them a switch. Get them a switch. And you'll start playing. Yeah. I, I hear good things. Miles and I had a thing yesterday where we got to see each other in person, which was lovely. And both Ubered over, give, give ourselves a little break. And he pulled up with a switch with him to, a, to a work thing, which was uh, I loved it. Love it. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk UFOs. We'll talk about maybe why Joe Biden shouldn't run for president again. All that, plenty more. Be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, 
Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Uh, the January 6th hearings. Yeah, so what's up with that? Oh, my good man, Daniel. Uh, haven't you heard? <laughs> this is this is the, the coup is the word. <laughs> this was the moment where we got to see the Jan 6 committee finally, you know, do their thing. I, I guess the big thing to start off is, right, we we saw January, we saw it all in real time, you mm -hmm. know, 
We saw but, yeah. Trump was trying to overturn the election the second it yeah. became clear, basically, that he had lost like Pennsylvania and Georgia. It was like, well, I don't know. What, what's this like blue shift happening? And we're like, OK, we get it. Yeah. And so we've spent the last year or so just thinking of how easily people can like breach the Capitol and like assault cops and shit when they're on the side of white supremacy. And I think a lot of us are like, how can this happen? I mean, aside from white supremacy, but like, yeah, but yeah. we have to ask how, the, the, wow, how can we do nothing? And we're at the point now, I guess, as we look at this whole sort of like arc of January 6th, where we're potentially moving into the accountability phase as the committee, you know, kicked off their primetime special on Thursday and pretty well laid out in the sense that they didn't have to do too much speculating and just basically let a bunch of receipts fly. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't like, well, what could it have been? They're like, oh, and here's this. Here's that. Yeah, it was kind of like there had to be accountability because there was so much evidence they couldn't ignore it. Yeah. It was just like, right. oh, come on, you guys. You did it right in front of the camera? Like, please. Like, you know, it's like a, a thousand, hundred thousand cameras everywhere you go. But <laughs> OK. So we heard from like Capitol Police where they described how violent the whole thing was, and how they were knocked unconscious and then like came to and then like had to go back out to try and hold the line. There were people they were like slipping in blood because of the carnage. Liz Cheney. First, like, you know, was saying kind of revealing how much Donald Trump was into the idea of Mike Pence being harmed, uh, which was I mean, we had obviously heard like from people saying this or that and the others, not necessarily speculating, but saying that this may be part of the testimony. But now to hear it out loud as this, it does kind of feel a lot freakier. You will hear that President Trump was yelling and, quote, really angry at advisors who told him he needed to be doing something more. And aware of the rioters' chance to hang Mike Pence, the president responded with this sentiment, quote, maybe our supporters have the right idea. Mike Pence, quote, deserves it. So there, and that was her saying, this is who's on the lineup for Coachella. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? She's saying this is what you're yeah. gonna hear. That wasn't that that wasn't just that was the teaser. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's the exactly. opener. That's, that's just like yeah, yeah. And you're like okay. And again, this isn't like no one was like surprised, but it's like okay, yeah. This I guess yeah. come out with it. We'll see what you know eventually happens if they refer anybody for uh, like actual prosecution. But anyway, we also he- heard from Bill Barr, then Attorney General said that he never saw anything that would have amounted to like fraud or that like Dominion voting machines were being controlled by anyone other than the person casting a ballot. And then they had testimony from other Trump aides who sounded pretty shook, where they're basically talking about the fact that, yeah, you know, we know that this wasn't that he lost. We knew that. In this clip, Miller describes a call between the Trump campaign's internal data expert and President Trump a few days after the 2020 election. I was in the Oval Office, um, and at some point in the conversation, Matt Oskowski, who is the lead data person, was brought on. And I remember he delivered to the president pretty blunt terms uh, that he was going to lose. And that was based uh, Mr. Miller on Matt and the data team's assessment of the sort of county by county, state by state results as reported. Correct. 
So, you know, being was like, yeah, I was there. And, uh, homie pulled up and was like, Hey, yeah, yeah. That's him. It's a big L. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to. Yeah. Just so you know, sir. And then we even got an Ivanka appearance, a brief Ivanka appearance where, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, I wonder if she's going to actually, you know, say that she, you know, believes, you know, what the fuck actually went down that day. And here's this one, which I'm sure Donald Trump loved to hear. This is the president's daughter commenting on Bill Barr's statement that the department found no fraud sufficient to overturn the election. How did that affect your perspective about the election when Attorney General Barr made that statement? It affected my perspective. Um, I respect Attorney General Barr. Um, So I accepted what he was saying. Hmm. So, you know, just things that we all suspected, but now we get to hear them out loud and it's very hard to spin that, uh, although many people definitely tried. But it's like, wow, you can hear all these people's voices like they know they were trying to do something illegal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's clear that they weren't all under some like the the legitimate belief that they were stopping the steal. Yeah. I I, just my favorite part, I I loved how you could see through Trump's kids how afraid they are to talk to him directly. So scared. (laughs) Like all of them were like, oh, my God, someone should really talk to daddy. And if you could tell him uh, not to do this. He doesn't listen. Like they were also, he doesn't listen to us. Um, right. Like I almost feel like he might not recognize Don Jr. if he walked in the room. Like probably. I'm just curious how you know pe- pe- people have seen like the the kind of like power, quote unquote, that like the president could like wield per se. But I'm just so curious who really didn't have like who whose job was it to go and s- deliver this information and was so scared about it. And that 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 really does surprise me. It's like how how scary quote unquote can a single person be even despite regardless of their job that you're just like yeah we're just going to go along with what will ultimately lead to us you know inciting a riot like putting us on a grand jury trial like just because we didn't want to be like hey yeah uh, it's not looking good i think you know it's it's half they have like plausible deniability like that day like even though i was along for the ride i knew it was a bad idea but i think they equally had the same desire to maintain power by any means possible and they they honestly like i said back then they were on that like they had the star from mario they thought they were they could (laughs) get away with anything because they were on gassed up on that white supremacy like like what's gonna fucking stop us like we're rolling with the president where we got and the president, we got Rudy Giuliani, like it yeah, it honestly that feels like that's you know, that's clearly what it was. And I think to go against it, right? Because we're speaking of cults, you start speaking out, then you'll just get purged, like many yeah. other people have over the years, or like I mean, people who claim to be yeah. like a person of, you know, good conscience. But I do want to just mention also because like we're saying here that they knew what was going on. This is Liz Cheney talking about the amount of Republicans in Congress who were also looking for fucking pardons right after the 6th. Representative Perry contacted the White House in the weeks after January 6th to seek a presidential pardon. Multiple other Republican congressmen also sought presidential pardons 
for their roles in attempting to overturn the 2020 election. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm that's what I'm curious about. Like, if if we know that that's bad and then I'm sure they have on wax people being like, hey, uh, you think I can get one of those pardons real yeah. quick? Yeah, so what's up with those pardons? Yeah, like, something up here. I feel like I might be in trouble, you know, just because a little light treason. Cool <laughs> insurrection. Yeah. Little pardon. Just a little pardon. Just a little yeah. pardon. It, it, oh, I, this is just, it's just a very, very, I think it's just like gross when you just kind of hear about how out in the open it is. And that's what this, like these hearings are going to just show, like just how overt how little finesse was involved because these yeah. people really just felt that there was nothing that could stop them from overturning an election, which I think is really, real scary. fucking part. And also, I think also reveals that all of their strategy is around merely like the math of the electoral college, because if we just had straight up simple majority, this wouldn't have even been a fucking question. Wouldn't have been a question, but, but... we have this like archaic thing of the electoral college would be like i don't know man you could lose the popular vote and still fucking win so and that's you know i think that's a bigger issue but anyway what were you gonna say now just just kind of like a very basic question of like what what are we getting out of these hearings other than having this mostly known information be more public per se are we getting potential people you know what's the punishment here well they could they're gonna refer people to the department of justice so, OK, so so it's it's a it's a here's all the evidence. Yeah. And yeah, maybe so something that way, happens out of this that way. So at the end and they go and here's your here is our referral to the Department of Justice. So you can actually have a so they can look into you for real criminal. Sure. shit. Yeah. What, what 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 irks me? I mean, I shouldn't say irks, but like, you know, no, what go I, ahead. You can I, use strong yeah, language like irked. that. I will, I will be irks. What irks me about this is that ultimately we are leading to basically a proposition of evidence to a group of people that will then maybe exact justice but that time in between these two things in between now when that justice is exacted like what does the narrative shift to at that point that you know it, it, again in this very barrier head in the sand strategy by the gop we enter a time in which in theory nothing is going to happen while cases are put together while evidence is like put together while lawyers are hired to like make the actual trials happen we enter another time period of narrative shifting of hey look at that they had these hearings and guess what well, nothing happened. I think the yeah. difference being is the first the first versions we saw, like impeachment and things like that, are political processes. Right. And the Department of Justice actually has their they they're also investigating January 6th on right. their own, like in a criminal, like in the context of a criminal investigation. Sure. So it's like concurrent things happening. And okay. who knows? The DOJ might arrive at the same conclusions as well. But. This is also just to show like that the work of really the committee is to say this is our analysis of what occurred because we need to a figure out how to make sure this never happens again. It's those sort of what their stated goal is mm -hmm. and to recommend how to prevent that. Barring probably just saying that we need to abolish the electoral college, but, you know, that might be, that might be step one. Sure. Yeah, um, and take I, away that shit. I think like we are going to see a beneficial media shift. I think there are a lot of moderate Democrats and just moderate people in this country who do not believe that a terrorist attack or violence or anything when the when it's a white people, when it's the face of whiteness can actually be a serious threat. 
I think there are people who don't realize how bad the coup actually was. And now they're seeing this footage, they're seeing this evidence, and it's like, oh, wow, yeah, you you can't deny this. Like, people who knew this was bad are like, it was bad, but really look at how bad it was. Yeah, okay. and they're like, that was like Antifa, and you're like, no, that's your cousin. No, no yeah, that was you guys, that was, yeah. yeah. Like, and you can hear them, like, being like, huh. like, they, they played this 10-minute video that was put together uh, by this documentarian and director. What's his name? Quested. I just want to give his full name, shout out to da, 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 Nick Quested, like, who was like with what the Proud Boys and had like some documentary footage with them that's like really incriminating also and was like there like on the cap at the Capitol with the Proud Boys documenting shit. Side note, he was also a music video director, like oh. DMX's Stop Being Greedy music video from 1998. Oh. Uh, big Timers, Get Your Roll On video, what? Get Your Motherfucking okay. Roll On. Yes, he directed that video. He That's also cool. directed the yeah. G-Dep special delivery video. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, my God. How yes. do you go from Snakes that to hanging? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a thing with the Proud Boys. Proud Boy documentarian. Dude, and you're like, man, I was... I, I was the guy revolution revolu- making uh revolutionary videos of kids doing the Harlem Shake. Come wow. on now. Come on. Anyway. Now. And Trick Daddy, I'm a thug. Baby, because I'm a thug. That guy, I bet he wasn't shook. He was like, man, I've been, he's like, I've seen so much shit yeah. like, at this point. He's, he's like, I did a DMX video. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> January 6th, nothing. This is nothing to me. Nothing. Not nearly as many guns. So in, during the hearing, they they played this ten minute video that's fucking intense. You know, like I I remember at the time I was really interested in in what like looking at all ingesting all kinds of fuckery videos from January sixth, and then I was like, oh, it kind of it's kind of fucking grim. And then they really put out this ten minute video to show like the timeline of President Trump like getting the people in a frenzy. Also, then talking about the moment that Mike Pence doesn't do the thing that he's supposed to do, which is to like throw into question and nullify like the votes to send it back to the state's shit and how Trump tweeted and how that like got through the crowd and like, you know, set off all the hang Mike Pence things. And you can like, it's really laid out like chronologically and it just a brief, like 10 minute thing just to kind of wet your whistle. And this video was fuck like alarming, a ton of body cam footage from police officers where you're seeing like these MAGA people just like, trying to just fucking kill him and beat the shit out of him. And so while all this was happening, right, Fox News, they told people, like, we're not going to fucking talk about this shit. (laughs) Don't don't worry about it. Like, it's nothing. Here's an immigrant caravan you need to worry about, which is Mm -hmm. quite literally what they did. And so what they did was they just had Tucker Carlson. He went his he did his whole hour commercial free like we're talking hip hop radio like they're like we're going wow. commercial free for 60 minutes only on Q109 like he, yeah he was like I don't even want the sponsor money like no. I will take the L on that throw it all out exactly yeah. that's funny. and then like Hannity also went a straight hour nothing you know he did fucking he just had nothing nothing to say except for people to come on and say all kinds of stuff and throughout that the, all the things you heard like the kinds of uh the thematic sort of bullshit that they were spinning during the hour was it's whole this whole thing's a flop you don't need to watch it because like don't even bother you know the democrats are now they're trying to change the definition of like rioting was like another segment they had trying to debate like you know but what about 2020 when people were not assaulting the police like that uh if anything, yeah. the police were beating the shit out of those people and if anything you're like 
wait, how come the police beat the shit out of those people? Okay, anyway. And then there are other things like uh, Liz Cheney is helping Democrats go after conservatives. Like, she's a traitor. And no, and, and another one was like, you know, actually, no cops even died that day, actually. It's like they took, some of them took their own lives. They were so distressed. Which is like, and don't, aren't they supposed to care about the cops? Don't they like the cops? That's yeah. the whole, mm. like, is that the, 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 aren't they at least like the blue lives matter? But now they're like, not anymore. It not shows anymore. honestly how fucked, like they know how bad it is and how it looks that all they can do is try and be like, whatever you do, don't look at the documented evidence of what happened. That <laughs> Just yeah. don't look at that at all because they can't say it's fake. Like that, they can't, they, no. that hasn't really been a thing. I mean, some yeah, people you like, can't say like, oh, it's Antifa with masks on. No, no. Like these people, like they've been identified. They've confessed. They've all said they follow Trump and he asked them to be there. Like it, that, that shit is, you can't really, they're like, they found themselves in a really hard position there. So I want to show this one moment, right? So when they were showing this 10 minute video, that's like super compelling, just like all this other shit from, from January 6th, they, Fox had, you know, they were playing it live as if they were doing like the like real sincere coverage, quote unquote. But what they did was they just took a feed of the main chamber where the hearing was happening. And the the, the one that's like uh, trained on the audience, not on the people presenting anything. So you don't see any of those people. You just see the people in the crowd looking towards the camera. It's a super wide shot. And during this time, they're playing this 10 minute video that shows all the darkest stuff. And someone on Twitter uh, at Manny Fidel did a side by side showing that in real time, what any normal person would have would have been watching, like from the January 6th hearing and what was going on in Fox. And they kind of alternate between the two. So this is the footage that would have been on CNN or any other network. Basically for her entire career and profiting off of it. But also she has to bring up this whole, oh, it, it must be a big Trump thing. No, it's not a Trump thing. There is right. the fact of the matter. The only reason that people were there. So that's kind of gives you an idea of the two realities that Fox was just so. I mean, like you're saying, Ashley, they're so invested in keeping these people in the dark that they're leaving money on the table. Yeah. Like that. That's so dark. Like how? Come on. Yeah. It's really wild. And like as damning as that is to see, it still just strikes me as the kind of evidence that is not going to make it past our own, you know, sidelines. It's going to stay on this side that's like only seeing that content being like, can you believe they're being brainwashed like this? And it's like they're never going to see that. Yeah, they're never going to see that. I think so. The issue here is like that even like with probably how Democrats are things like, well, we got to convince these people. It's like if they did that shit, then just go handle it. Yeah. Like what you don't need to you are like, well, we got to make sure the sentiment is there to enforce the law. Yeah. And I'm not like trying to be like, we got we need laws and shit. But like this kind of shit is what leads to more suffering for marginalized people. When you have this group of people who are like fucking doing everything in their power to fully take over Mm -hmm. and the stakes there are so high. You're like, why? Why is this a like a polling thing? Yeah. And I think with the Democrats, I don't even know that they're fully convinced that MAGA and these people are people that they need to end. Like, I think they see them as 
a formidable opponent because they know that or they believe they can beat them. They're like, we may as well keep like encouraging these like fringe weirdos because, oh, they're easier for us to beat, except they don't realize that they're not. And they're just making these people seem more legitimate. Mm -hmm. Truly. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a double edged sword. And that's why I think watching all this, you're like, I know how fucking bad it was. You know what I mean? I know that they were all it's a coordinated effort from people like Oath Keepers, Proud Boys. Uh, people at diff- in different states, lawyers, all kinds of people were trying to help do this shit. I get that. I don't need, like, and most people don't need, you don't need to explain to the, the MAGA crew why, like, well, and this is why they're in trouble, okay? Okay, this is why they're in timeout. Like, mm-hmm. what the, again, but I think because there's so much capitulation to the right, it's just like, just inbuilt into our country because it basically is part of the country. So it's... <laughs> Barring a massive identity shift, uh, I think this will continue. Anyway, I just want to also talk about Donald Trump, because after that Ivanka stuff and Bill Barr and all these people just being like, no, nah, I was like Bill Barr was like, it's bullshit. As he said, the idea that there was fraud. Oh, shit. He Trump had a fucking meltdown on clan Twitter or, or I'm sorry, Truth Social or whatever they call it. <laughs> and he started off by attacking Ivanka's credibility he said, uh, you know, he's mad if he's yeah, attacking wow. Ivanka. He said, this is where he truthed. No. He said, quote, Ivanka Trump was not involved in looking at or studying election results. She had long since checked out and was, in my opinion, only trying to be respect- respectful to Bill Barr and his position as attorney general. He sucked. That's in parentheses. <laughs> That's this, he called her by her full Christian full name. Full of like, like he's like. Like, is that what he used to do when wow. she wasn't doing the dishes? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if I get, like, get in here. <laughs> and that is his favorite. We all know yeah. that much. And he's wow. just like, no, she was checked out. She was a bum. Like, Could you imagine if Donald Jr. has a similar moment and he just goes, that nasty looking freak boy. Yeah. Ain't nobody like him. Like, not even <laughs> using his name. And we wouldn't like, even let him in the White House. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's your name. That's your fucking junior. That's your kid. <laughs> but Ivanka Trump is confused, and she was yeah. only trying to respect the office. But then the thing about the Pence stuff, where Liz Cheney was saying that he was like, "Yeah, maybe he deserves to like die or whatever." He said, "Quote: I never, in all caps, <laughs> never, mm-hmm. never <laughs> said or even thought of saying, wow, hang Mike Pence.'" This is either a made-up story by somebody looking to become a star or fake news. The so-called rush on the Capitol was not caused by me. It was caused by a rigged and stolen election. Okay. He said they're clout chasing. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you know how you become famous when you say that the president wanted to hang his vice vice president, (laughs) you know. That that like yeah, that's how you get to the top of the charts. Uh, that's what gets you all the Twitter followers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. We get it. Paris TikTok and dance. sex tape. Calling yeah. out Trump. Uh, yeah, exactly. Via whistleblower for attempted coup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boom. Six Bond Con after. We all know. And an yeah. E series. We get it. We see this a hundred times. Like, exactly. Okay. <laughs> get in line, buddy. It's like more predictable than going on The Bachelor. We get it. Yeah. We know you're a whistleblower <laughs> for a coup. <laughs> I wish people were famous for something these yeah. days. You I know what I mean? Right. Mattress. That's all I want. Rather yeah. than clout chasing on our good on our good forty fifth president's <laughs> name, like <laughs> really. <laughs> so yes, that's uh, it, it, that's kind of like the stakes right now. If you go on Fox News today or this morning, you'll see they're saying everything but January sixth. Every they're they're trying to talk. They're talking so much about Britney Spears' wedding right now. Oh it's yeah, ridiculous. So. 
like, like Fox, Fox News is desperately looking for anything else they can cover. Anything I, else. Yeah. They can, they'll be like, oh, uh, there's a sale at Kohl's, actually. Yeah. Uh, like, what? Like, did they even buy ads? They're like, no, I'm just looking through some emails I got in my promotions full. Yeah. Gmail. Literally, like, the headline right now is like, Joe Biden went on a late night show and laughed. Gas is six dollars. What's right. he laughing about? What the f- is that really what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like Joe Biden's desperate. He's well, laughing on late night. The other TV. one, Jesse Waters was like, Joe Biden sent that man to Brett Kavanaugh's house, I think. And it's like, wow, that it's wild. So this is the state of America. Like we said, Coachella night two. Probably more receipts will be raining down from the sky. Hopefully. So tune in or don't just listen to us moan about it again. Yeah, just get all the good stuff there. Yeah, exactly. All right. We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino 
are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And... So the January 6th uh, House committee hearing Coachella, Coachella primetime event. Was it really postponed due to yeah, like that dude not being able to make it? No, no, no. Technical difficulties. They said technical difficulties. What? Yeah, they said they're the having fuck does that mean, really? I have no fucking idea. I mean, they're fucking 90 years old, dude. Like somebody probably misplaced a thumb drive. I'm like, where's that stick with the videos on it? <laughs> you know, and we're like, fuck, fuck, we're fucked. They're the ones that are going to fucking. Oh, fuck. But yeah, was postponed due to technical difficulties. And if you read the fine print on the poster for Coachella, you knew that it was subject to things like that. But they did. I think as like a consolation prize, release some footage of Representative Loudermilk from the state of Georgia. So I don't know if you remember right after January 6th, there was a member of Congress who was a you know former military that recalled another member of Congress giving tours, but to them looked suspicious because it looked more like recon than it did. Hey, and this is where I eat lunch. It was more like, right. yeah, man, like, look over there. Take a picture of this entrance or this tunnel. And that sort of raised some alarm bells. So I, I believe, let me just make sure it was. Yeah, it was Representative Mickey Sherrill. And Louder Milk filed an ethics complaint against this person, against Representative Sherrill, because of this allegation. In 2021, around that time, completely denied giving any fucking tours at all. Never right. gave a tour ever to anybody around then. The fuck are you talking about? Then this spring, he kind of revealed a little more. He's like, okay, fine. I may have given a tour to like a family with like some small babies or something, but that was it. Like, there's really nothing to see. And then he even went on to uh, Laura Ingram's racist shriek show to double down on the fact that he did absolutely nothing. And this is all just a bunch of hokum. And I just want to play you this because things begin to change for Mr. Loudermilk. Then they say, oh, it was at the Capitol complex. There were hundreds of people in the Capitol complex, the House office buildings. In fact, it was the Democrat leadership ordered the gift shop open on the 5th because there were so many visitors there. So Mickey oh. Sherrill's accusation that there were no tours allowed, well, there are no, no tours allowed at the Capitol, but there were plenty of people at the House office buildings because it was just another day. And now when it comes out and no mistake about it, the Capitol police were clear. 
that they are trained in looking for suspicious activity, and the group I had in the House office buildings had did nothing suspicious. I mean, it was a total that lie. I'm just the door say, on it. Congressman, it was a lie. It was a smear. They did the same thing to Donald Trump. Okay, cut to Wednesday when the January Sorry, real 6th. Quick. The, yeah. the headline there on the Chiron was, they smeared good men. Is that yeah. is that a play on words that I'm not understanding? They Like mm. a few good men? No, is, they're, was they're, that what they were going they nice. smeared good men. I feel they're, they're completely out of ideas over there because they're like, man, we're going to have to fucking look at video of your ass giving a tour in a second. But, oh, they're just smearing you. I can't believe it. And so cut to now this fucking footage coming out as the January 6th committee describes it. Quote, surveillance footage shows a tour of approximately 10 individuals led by you to areas in the Rayburn, Longworth and Cannon House office buildings, as well as the entrances to tunnels leading to the U.S. Capitol. Individuals on the tour photographed and recorded areas of the complex not typically of interest to tourists, including hallways, staircases, and security checkpoints. So now he's out here being like, all right, so what? But they were they were there for the gift shop. It had nothing to do with any January 6th stuff just because that guy was wearing a MAGA hat. And then you also found out that one of the people on the tour was live streaming shit or posting shit to Facebook on the 6th talking about we're coming for you, Nadler, Pelosi, and those coincide with pictures they took in the Capitol. So it's very, mm. it's like one of those things too, like we're saying, like that politics isn't like fucking real anymore. Cause this guy is just, he's been lying the whole time. He's on another show that's pretending to a certain group of the country that it's news and being like, it's all fake. It's all nonsense. And I even have this letter from the Capitol Police that says, they didn't see anything uh, suspicious, which to me, I think is actually the thing that sticks out the most at this point, because he's like, they're trained into identifying things that are suspicious. I was like, it looked like some of them were taking selfies with, <laughs> with the, was that suspicious yeah. to people who broke into their job? Right. So I'm really curious now, you know, they say the next day we'll focus on Trump and Pence. But I'm like, the more and more we we look at it, and as many of us remember watching the events on the 6th, being like, yeah, when's the day about the Capitol Police? Right. Like, do you have, is that another day, too, where you'll talk about anything you that was determined to be uh, untoward or maybe aiding and abetting what was happening? Because that, it's weird that this letter helps to, quote unquote, vindicate this guy who was giving a Capitol tour. Now, I don't know if it's because their own incompetence and they have to say that just to be like, yeah, we saw that and it was it was fine. Okay, maybe we completely fucked that up. But it's the same thing. I don't know. It reminds me of how like the police in Texas, too, are like, we can't show you guys body cam footage or else they're going to know our secrets. Yeah. The I mean, this is being programmed. The the whole thing is being programmed by like an ABC News president, former ABC News president who was like in charge of like the martin bashir interview with michael jackson like he he <laughs> he's a lower lowest common denominator guy and i think the two decisions that it seems like they've made is um one to like the thing that really got people was like kimberly guilfoyle getting paid too much for her speech 
which is like women making money. Like they know they know Americans don't don't like that. So like I feel like they're doing all of this with like targeting like things, and then they've decided to ignore the role of the police in this and just be like, well, Americans love police, and in fact, we will put like one woman who was like run over by the rioters like out front and center, and like put make Build that sympathy. a heroic thing because. Like, I, I think those are two assumptions they've gone on with. They're just trying to program this as much as possible like a Michael Bay movie. I, I have a couple of questions for you guys. If that's Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. So, so one, I, I'm curious what you think of, of the fact that they're not going to do any criminal anything. And then two, I'm just So what's your take on, on the event uh, itself? Like, like, uh, so just, just to put my cards on the table, and this might be wrong, but I'm always skeptical about sort of heating up political rhetoric in the society. Uh, mm-hmm. And as as someone who studied who studied coup attempts and and things like that in in the past, I mean, obviously, I think what happened was very disturbing. And particularly if you were a congresswoman in the building on the Democratic side, I mean, very it could it could have been very dangerous and and, and incredibly scary. But I've always been skeptical about calling it a coup attempt because it just seems like it didn't have any of the features of what a coup attempt would need to succeed. Um, and it seems like this might be and, and I'd love to hear if you think that I'm wrong. It seems like this might actually like channel energies in a direction that is not particularly helpful for achieving left wing transformation. Uh, it's basically spectacle, not only spectacle, they're not even going to do criminal charges. So I don't know what I, from. So just to lay my cards on the table, I, I guess I'm a skeptic in that regard. I was just wondering what you guys what you guys think. Uh, think yeah, about I, I mean, I'm definitely skeptic. I'm skeptical of any time the American government is in charge of tackling extremism of any kind. So from that aspect, I'm like, this seems like a way to just basically try and push public sentiment in one direction or another. I mean, obviously, if, if anything's, you know, they're going to wreck up, they can recommend things to the DOJ, but the DOJ has their own investigation happening where if anything's going to happen, it's probably out of that investigation rather than this like show and tell of like, remember how bad it was when like they were there? I think with like the coup, I, I like I think even with naming a Coachella is very tongue in cheek. Right. And I think for Americans, we had never seen anything quite so brazen on TV like that, that it just like people were like, what the fuck was that? Uh, and I think because our like probably our vernacular, the, the lexicon that we use to, in talking about politics is so all over the place that we're not even using the words that we even know to mean anything because we've yeah, talked about like technical a, sense. Yeah, like yeah, a democracy right. even. We're just like, well, if we really want to pick that apart. But I think for me, you know, the, the as I saw it was pretty much the audacity of powerful white people being able to say, yeah, there's a way we can just kind of keep, just do as we please. And I think that was what, that's how that's what i saw i was like wow they they're the fucking law doesn't exist to these people at all because like you're saying it was it was the sloppiest attempt at overthrowing an election when like drunk rudy giuliani is running point so in that way we were saved by their ineptitude and their just like like weird magical thinking but yeah i mean i guess that is that isn't a a, a a, th- a dimension I had really thought about of like what the like rhetorically what that would do, because, yeah, it I do get the sense or it's very clear that, you know, conservatives or people on the right want to just as easily 
categorize any kind of action from protesters fighting against capitalism as like an insert, like using all of these other words to kind of just like nullify the the importance or like what people are fighting for, for sure. Yeah. Or like the emergence of new domestic terrorism laws. Oh, yeah, know? absolutely. That's... That'll be used against the left more 90 percent right. of the time, you know. So, yeah, it's just an interesting moment because it was obviously so dramatic that it's of course it's going to be a central thing. But I, I just am I'm worried about sort of the channeling of energies into something that's pure spectacle when we should be focusing on especially now that they said the criminal thing. And I don't think the DOJ is going to do anything because no one wants to start that precedent. I mean, when Biden, when Biden lose, when the Dems lose in the midterms, he's going to be impeached three times. That's yeah, gonna, right. you're, that's the new norm. The new norm is now the president's going to be impeached. Right. So I don't think that the DOJ is going to prosecute because none of them want to go to jail. Let me. That's why they never prosecuted Bush, anyone in the Bush administration for violating not only international, but domestic laws. So I think it's a, it's a very interesting moment and it's good to be, you know, to be able to talk about it in that sense. Yeah. yeah. And I, th I think I think it's also important for people to, like, see how disgusting it is too. like how you're saying, like, we saw some fucking terrible shit and nothing is going to be fixed. And I think getting people familiar with that pattern is also pretty important because you will see, hey, are you like trying to protect a like an unhoused community or pushing back against police violence? They'll fucking shoot you in the eye. Right. But. If you're there saying MAGA and fucking America first, you're getting selfies. Right. You know, and yeah. I think that and I and I, I mean, that is that much is clear, I think, to most of our listeners. But, yeah, there are there are many other dimensions to it that as we I think because, like you're saying, we have most people are experiencing a reality where there is no ability to affect change. Then we have these weird moments where people want to put all their ba eggs in the basket where it's like Mueller time. <laughs> Exactly. Russiagate, you know. Yeah. 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 Got I mean, him. The <laughs> fucking steel dossier. I do feel myself like pulled in two directions because I, I do worry about fascism, fascism in this country and like a belief that like it can get much worse because it, oh, it can get worse. <laughs> yeah. Like it can get worse. And I think it will get like that is the path we are on is it getting way worse because like I said, there are two paths for America to go forward. I don't think that like, uh, and it sounds crazy and probably might be a little bit like extreme, but it really feels like the energy has just gone from the like neoliberal, like let Wall Street lead type kind of ideal that was considered mainstream in America for so long. And now like you could go left, like democratic socialist, or you could go in the direction of fascism. And the like America, like I, I've been using this metaphor of like having like America having an immune system and like America being absolutely allergic to anything that is like slightly socialist and being very welcoming of things that are fascist. And like I I just I feel like so seeing these things like I, I see seeing like what happened on January 6th, like it's still like. I, I think it's serious because it's an indicator of where things are headed and how much worse things can get in, in this country. Like, that, I think that's where the seriousness and, like, my attention to it is coming from. Um, not necessarily that, like, they almost, they were, like, right there and could have overthrown it, but just, like, that this this seems to be what the country is more comfortable with than any sort of even, like, 
soft socialism. Absolutely, in, yeah. In this country, no, that's fa- that's fair. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's all very. It all comes together, and we just look and we're like, wow. Because also, too, you think about all these people now, these MAGA QAnon people who are sending into positions of like Secretary of States or being able to now have like their hands on the votes and stuff. You're like, oh my god. Like it's where, wild. They're really like they're really going for it, and yeah, I it's 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 odd to see just a lack of urgency about being like that's I don't, on a very basic level not good to have people who are outwardly being like I don't believe reality and I will determine who you know what votes mean or I'll have a lot of influence potentially in an electoral decision. And those things, yeah, they all come together. But I think with the reason why America, I think, is just more open to power, just like when you put two things in front of like the American consciousness, it's like, what's the one that's more aggressive and dominates the weak? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of more our vibe since the beginning. And so anything that's like about empathy or being like, no, like we need to we need to take care of each other. Like, what the fuck is that? I never heard of that. I also think uh, an important thing to think about is like what looks more fun, because I think generally there's like more despair in American society. Like people just feel totally disconnected from power. They feel totally not in charge of their lives. And I think the big appeal of someone like Trump is that he channeled all of those in a direction that seemed like almost jester like, you know, Mm. like that that seemed more more fun. And I, I do think that we on the left need to embrace that element of fun, not in obviously a horrible, racist, disgusting way, like someone like Donald Trump or, or Ted Cruz or someone. Well, Ted Cruz is not fun. He just can't fake it. But I, I do think like that's an important element of politics that we never talk about. It, ha- it has to be like exciting when you go to a protest and you chant it like feels good. It feels fun. It feels good to be part of something. And I think that we've we've sort of ceded that territory. Um, and that's not I don't think that's good for for political strategy or, or particularly winning over people who don't really pay attention to things, but we need to get anything done in this country. Right. So come to our leftist Coachella. It's going to be a really fun (laughs) event, y'all. We're going to exchange some radical ideas and march on the Capitol. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. gang you like to watch new stuff right i mean who doesn't i do well go to hulu and see what's new because hulu has new stuff all the time like vanderpump villa the new docudrama starring lisa vanderpump where first class luxury meets world-class drama a new season of the kardashians starring 
the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again and getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us with new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.